Welcome to Burning Metal, this is your host and Forge Master G Metal, coming to you with another great episode of Burning Metal. This episode's gonna be about the redemptive villain. Let's start the forge! There are basic things to this, right? Basic things to redempt the villain. This is a lot more like a sequel than it is uh, another topic entirely. The last episode we did was the tragic hero. This episode is the redemptive villain. A lot of times in storytelling, what happens is the tragic hero becomes a redemptive villain. More often than not, in some way. And what is the thing about the redemptive villain? We will get into more detail, but some things to consider are discovery and understanding. You see, a big thing about the redemptive villain is whether he was good in the past or not, he starts learning about the flaws of himself, of his society, or something around that vein. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something very uniquely to this character. A major thing we'll probably get into further on is a dark past. A dark past is what really pushes a character like a tragic villain. Where maybe something happened to him, right? Or many other things could have happened. But ultimately, the, dark, the, tragic, the tragic hero ultimately becomes the redemptive villain. Or another way that happens. The redemptive villain is able to learn from his mistakes and finally confront them. But we'll get more into that later, for sure. Time to cool the blade. Okay, in this section, we are going to talk about the guy who represents the best redemptive villain. There's plenty of people, you can say. But for modern... Uses, I guess. We're going to talk about Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender. Zuko, from that show, has so much complexity, so much design. Everything about him is great in the show. So we're going to deep dive into his character to see how he fits this mold. It's it's kind of easy. But everything that makes him into this, and his ending action, which is obviously good actions. So. Here we go. One, his past, his dark past, his tragic story in the past, right? His tragic story in the past is one of an abusive relationship with his father. His father is looking for warriors, fighters, conquerors. And Sugo, being the son that is kind-hearted, and noble and thoughtful of his people. He couldn't come to sacrifice what his father thought as weaker men. He couldn't, he couldn't come to the idea that sacrificing men was a good idea. So what happens? Him and his father have a dual god that Agni Kai. It's generally speaking a, a duel of honor and respect, but his father completely destroys him. And leaves him with a permanent scar on his right eye. And that scar always bears his shame more than anything else. That scar represents when he showed kindness and weakness. 
it was a moment he lost. This led Zuko down a dark path of being angry and given an impossible mission that only because the show's existence happened, but he was essentially given a task to come back with the Avatar. And up to this point, no one believed it was possible because they haven't seen him for a hundred years, and his father probably didn't care if his son found him or not. He probably didn't even believe he could come back. It's kind of like just you're out of my kingdom and you can never come back without uh, without some story beat being put into it. If you think about it, Zuko's whole existence was go- was truly meant to be nothing if Aang never broke out the ice. So he was going to stay bitter and angry this entire time. Because guess what? The Avatar would still be on the ice. So Aang coming out was kind of his way to process all this and to save him in, a, in some kind of weird way. That All that coming to fruition, a, a big thing about the, tr- about the villain who does redeem himself is realization. And at some point in the show, towards the end of it, he and his father have one last conversation before they don't see each other again. And that conversation is about how he believed the lie that the Fire Nation was the greatest country in the world. And that the values it held was were perfect. But then Zuko mentioned that his travels outside of the world showed him otherwise. The Fire Nation were the oppressors of the world. Not the helpers of the world as he believed in his head. As he believed bringing honor to everyone. No, he was bringing terror to everyone when he was when he was a loyal Fire Nation member. It is one of those moments where you see him change into the, the good person he does truly become. The funny thing about Zuko's whole story is all of this has been said, but the thing that really pushed him, really, really pushed him, was the fact that he got what he wanted. He got his father's respect. He's back to being a prince. And after all of that, he kind of realized he didn't like it. Because then he would have to go against his newfound beliefs of respecting everyone else. The war war isn't great. And Tezuko, he almost felt like he betrayed his uncle, who's been supporting him all of the way here up until the moment where he decided to just go back on his word and go back of his father. So, in a way, his uncle's always been his positive role model, and once he betrayed him, he got everything, but he felt like it wasn't what he actually wanted now. Maybe to start the story, but not, not, not at this point. For Zuko, Zuko wanted happiness, ultimately. And he thought it was of his father, but he found out his father does not bring happiness. So Zuko decided to switch sides. Time to grind. Now, for reformed villains, or villains that turn good, or whatever you want to phrase it, there's some key things for them, right? It's either a dark past that they never learn how to grow out of until adulthood or maturity, or they were once the fallen hero that we found the the heroism. And in many of those cases, they needed to prove to themselves or someone else that it was 
truly that what their need and wants were. Another version of the character is simple. He wants to protect someone who's on the good side. And that person truly cares for him. What generally happens is it's like a love interest, right? You find the woman of your dreams and man of your dreams and you fall in love and you become the other side. But more often than not, nowadays, people find that tired and overused. People can still use it. I think you can. But now they're doing more of a father-son relationship or mentor-student relationship. There's always a new kind of relationship. But it's still predicated on the fact of love for your someone else that switches you to the other side. And that's also very compelling. Depending on what story you're telling, one could be better for the other. And redemption is really the key factor here. Redemption, for some reason, is a key factor. Because in redemption is what you find. The best character development for a character, right? How do we say it? Um, Okay, so, if your character has done a bunch of awful things, the writer has to be able to write him in such a way that he either tries to make up for those things or the more generic way is killing them off in a heroic blaze of glory in a way of saying, now the character's good again, see? Or ultimately surrendering themselves to the punishment of the law or something in that vein, right? I personally really do like these characters because not only do you make these characters cool and approachable and fun, but they have all the bad guy tropes, but when you're good. So not everything has to change about the character. So if the character still doesn't like the system, he's still going to dislike the system. Or if the character doesn't like the person who did him wrong, he's still going to dislike the person who did him wrong. And that will pour the villain who's redeemed with the main protagonist. They come together, and it's just a whole nother dynamic at this point. Before they were antagonists, which is the night of protagonists with each other. And now they're both building upon something that was built upon something else. And now these two have a fun relationship now. For readers, at least. And the building of trust is another thing for them to have to do. They have to build consistent trust. Like, it's just a crazy idea, but it can definitely work. Let's test the Okay, for any wrestling fans out there who follows G-Metal, knows there's a term out there that tells you good people turning good and bad. Face turns and heel turns. Now, this is important because we're talking about the good guy getting redemption. That is what you call a face turn. And the beauty part of a face turn is the character develops into the good persona in a couple ways. Now, strategically speaking, here are probably the main ways. Here's how it goes. One, the character was right when he was bad. Now, this is not the regular way you normally make a redemptive arc. Why? Because this is subverting your entire character development you've done up to now for certain characters, right? 
So if you built up one side to be good all the way up to now, and then mid-story you said, whoop, now the bad guy was actually the good guy, and the good guy was actually the bad guy. And your main character is now switching, is now siding with the bad guy, which makes him good. Another way is the fallen hero trope, where he comes in and discovers that he is a good guy. Still a good guy, but just got course corrected at some point in his life. The he- the fallen hero is a really hard one to redeem when he's a villain, only because he has to face his demons, which is kind of the reason why he became the villain in the first place. And learning from that is a lot more difficult than not knowing at all. It's double the effort than more- and harder than anything not knowing. And I think that's a big thing about the fallen hero who becomes villain who then redeems himself again because of that it is very difficult for him to make these choices because it would require his ego to be out of the picture at that point another important one is when the villain is learning how to be good for the first time that one's more along the lines of uh just storytelling with the villain's been taught to be bad his whole life until the moment where he meets the hero who teaches him more or less in a couple ways what he's doing is wrong and that his values don't correlate with his actions. That's generally how it works because the actions of the villain will always be contradictory to what his values are. And the villain would have to change the way he does things but his beliefs could still be the same. The villain is always trying to be the best person he can be. The villain's not always a bad guy. He's just trying to be the best person he can be. And sometimes his ego gets in the way. A lot of times his ego gets in the way. So once he learns that good things can change, it's the first time changing, so it's not a hard shift for him to do it. The villain based off honor is a fun one, though, because... Him changing his allegiances isn't changing his values. It's solely changing the way he directs his values. Because the villain of who he may be aligned with or his side doesn't agree with his values and ultimately betray his values. So the honorable villain will always go to the side that honors his values, which makes him the honorable hero. But he'll never be good good. But always honor his values. You have to respect his values for him to be on your side. Forger's Last Stand As we went over, a villain could be redeemed in many different ways. We went over Zuko. There's probably other other villains who've redeemed themselves, like Vader. Vader had to die to become the hero again. And be able to be welcomed back on the light side. Major thing, though... For these guys is there's always a reason a purpose a promise for them and the thing about them uh they all have one thing in common they're all doing trying to do the, the best they can for others is harder for others and the hero who becomes a villain who becomes a, <laughs> a hero again it's totally different ultimately the redemptive villain is a of self-reflection more than anything else Final Burn 
The Redemptive Heroes to me is one of the more complex kind of characters and is cool for a writing narrative because not only are they good for the hero to grow into as well, but the redemptive villain is someone who knows both sides of the coin, whose wisdom and knowledge is vast in multiple areas where no one would understand. For a main hero to fully grow into the best hero could be, one has to know both sides of the coin. And the redemptive villain allows this kind of growth for other characters. Plus, the way they grow also makes others grow. Not just the hero, but other villains and other types of characters. In my hero, the villains really got a pop when Stain pretty much outright inspired a bunch of villains because the injustices of the world of my hero towards people who look different or act different than the hero society who gets rejected by them. So multiple characters can do multiple things, positively or negatively. A change isn't always what you think is good or bad, it's just a change. Redemptive villains have what it takes to move what they need to move. They just need to find their strength and courage within them. I think for them, we can take a lot of life lessons from those kind of people because it shows us no matter how far we stray, we're never too far gone from the right path. We just need to pay the consequences of certain actions and face up to our sins. And I think that's the beauty of a redemptive villain. They know exactly who they are and eventually learn that extremism doesn't always work all the time. This is your... This is the Forge Master G Metal. Appreciative of everyone who listens. Very happy that everyone here that listened to it. If you like it, get, go to the social medias. Tell me what you think about it. If you disagreed with me, tell me if anything comes to your mind. If you have other ideas, send my way through them DMs and I'll be gladly respond to you guys. I'm going to be taking about a two week break from this. Come up with some ideas some fresh ideas and everything plus I got some new kinds of shows coming out so be prepared to get ready for that Burning Metal won't be my only type of show it's gonna be fun developing more shows and remember in the next two weeks you won't hear me say it but remember this be metal <laughs>